to episode 339 of the Steel Cage Podcast. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as the mayor of Reseda, California, still covering for Daryl Johnson, who is on assignment in Dubai. And we have ourselves a mediocre week of wrestling leading into extreme rules to talk about. Uh, joining us first from uh, the... I guess you could say it's the dusty roads of Phoenix, Arizona, Daddy. It's the founder and proprietor of the SteelCage.com, Mr. Joshua Schlag. Oh, good lord! Uh, I just want you to know, Derek. I'll be your strength. I'll give you hope till the day my life is through. This, I promise you. Is that in sync, Josh? No. I. Let's go with it. I I kind I kind of like that. Uh, Kane did that whole thing. I, oh, it was like so, it. it was entertaining. Yeah, well, and we'll talk about all of that. Uh, but first, I do want to let everybody know that this week's episode of the Steel Cage is brought to you by the Muscle Hustle. Uh, Muscle Hustle is a absolutely phenomenal mobile wrestling game that you guys can try out. You can, uh, it's it's basically a top down slingshot style game, as Josh likes to call it. It's a top down Angry Birds. Yeah, uh, but it's got a lot of different qualities to it. You've heard us talk about muscle hustle quite a bit um i just like the fact that it is one of those games that truly kind of gives you a, a, a wrestling experience i care about my stable of wrestlers let me tell you i've 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 groomed and nurtured some of these guys since they were a one star and they are a four star now and i feel proud of their progress they've came from the indies they went through nxt and now they're main eventing on raw you don't get that kind of feeling from any mobile game. You get that <laughs> from the Muscle Hustle. So check it out. You can get it from our link. Um, it is... Uh, Promo.thesteelcage.com Promo.thesteelcage.com yeah, do, do, not, do not open up the store app in your phone and just like search for the Muscle Hustle. That don't would waste be silly. Time. That's That'd ridiculous. Stupid. stupid. Yeah. Go, go to promo.thesteelcage.com. Help us out. Uh, share that link with your friends, even if they don't listen to us. Uh, share it with, their, with your friends and get them to download and check it out, too, because it's worthwhile, even if you're not a wrestling fan. It's a great game, and, and they're constantly updating it. They have like new wrestlers being added all the time. They're adding new features. You can now be in a tag team with one of your friends from your friend list. You can now fight one of your friends from your friend list. So there's a lot of like new options that I don't believe were around when I started playing it. And again, I, I know this makes me sound like an old-timer, but when video games do that, I just feel so... like thrilled about it when a, when a video game you like adds new options that then gives that game new life it's a cool feeling and it feels like the people behind muscle hustle are uh, they care quite a bit to make a good good product and and to give it some life you know it's it's definitely one of those things that becomes very addictive i'm thinking about it right now i'm wondering if i got a sponsor gift that that i need to collect but i won't I won't do this right now during the podcast because we have some wrestling news to talk about. We have a Raw and SmackDown that kind of limped in a little bit. And then we yeah. have an Extreme Rules preview. But uh, first, Brock, back to UFC kicking up shit. Oh boy, he sure is. Yeah, so Brock Lesnar showed up this past weekend at UFC 226 in case you've been living under a rock and missed that whole thing. Uh, popped into the the octagon and shoved Daniel Cormier, who just won the UFC heavyweight championship, which is already pretty big deal uh, since he was already the light heavyweight champion. Um, I think the second person to hold two titles at the same time. 
or those specific two titles. I don't know. I don't, I don't know a lot about UFC. I I'm I'm a I'm an OG UFC guy, so like I remember like the old days where it was like really weird and kind of creepy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you watched a lot of Dan Severin as well. Oh you? yeah. Oh yeah. Dan the Beast and Tank Abbott and all all that terrible terribleness. Um although Dan's a kind of a I don't know. I had a good interaction with that guy. Anyhow, um, yeah, so it seems pretty official now that he will be facing uh, Cormier in 2019. Uh, you know, as Jared said on this very podcast the other week, uh, that's that's half a year from now, though, you know? Um, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Like, it's good for him, I guess, uh, but it just really hammers the point home about the Universal Championship and what Brock Lesnar means to WWE. Um, this was all news that we got, you know, like we, we got a little bit on the WWE Twitter, um, but it was mostly just mainstream and sports type of coverage. Um, not a lot of WWE coverage, not a lot of discussion about this and the situation and what they're planning to do with Brock on, on raw. Um, if you want to see the universal champion, you, I guess you had to order the UFC pay-per-view. I don't know. It feels weird. Yeah, it does. And it also was so wrestling. It was so wrestling, the <laughs> yes. way he just got into the ring in his weird outfit with his oh, with those, those armadillo shoes. boots yes. on and, like, his pants tucked into them. And then the weird black undershirt underneath his dress shirt, underneath his <laughs> vest, underneath his jacket. How many layers did that guy have on? Like, I could talk about his outfit, let alone what he was doing for days. I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get what he's trying to do. I just don't get everything that's going on here. I don't get, like, the this the way that WWE didn't promote this or really latch onto it in any way makes it feel very unwelcomed by them. You know? Yeah. Or or just like I I, I don't know whether it's unwelcomed or like they're well, kind would, of figuring it out as it they go. Raw? Yeah. Why wouldn't they be like, the champion showed up at UFC and pushed the <laughs> UFC champion? That seems like some big news that I, as a wrestling show that's entertainment and for entertainment purposes, would be using. Especially I with, agree. like you said, they, lo- they love that mainstream coverage. One, they love anything where the mainstream is getting in on it. One, one thing that, that I get a feeling about with this whole thing is, like, you know, it, it was just a few weeks ago that the, that Kurt Angle was saying there's going to be a multi-man match at Extreme Rules to determine the number one competitor. And then they come back a week later after, you know, Paul Heyman puts out a statement around Brock Lesnar because some developments were happening with UFC, like, legitimately. Uh, and then WWE's like, ah, just kidding. You know, forget we said that. We're going we're gonna to just distract you guys with this Lashley Reigns saga and the rest of the mid you know the rest of the guys who are hovering around who would have been that match they're kind of gonna just get stuck in like upper mid card hell um you know they're just fighting they're having feuds and you know we'll we'll do our best but it's gonna be awkward and it is i don't know that's the way i feel when i'm watching raw these days yeah i don't know i mean there's things that i like and like when you talk about that that feeling is very much what they've done with bobby lashley and roman reigns right like it is kind of this awkward feeling of that. Um, I I I don't know what they're going for, but yet for some reason in that in that scenario it's working. You know, like I, I the kind of I've, chaotic I've... nature of it and the way that they're like treating each other and the way it breaks down. Even what they did to open up the show. Even though once again I I think things like that get excessive 
when you're using your roster to split two wrestlers apart and yeah, your entire res- roster can't keep them apart. I- I'm okay with it when it's security guards and fucking no-name guys in jackets. That always looks cooler to me anyway than when they dump the roster out to split these guys up. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it still worked. It, it added a level of intrigue to that rivalry in that situation that I, I've already kind of been digging. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of dug what they've done with Lashley and and Roman Reigns. I mean, yeah, man, I'm 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 eating my words on that. Like, I was really hating on it like a month or so ago. Um, it, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but you know, for what it is, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. I I don't hate it, and I'm I'm actually you know planning to watch that match, and I'm I'm in on it. I'm gonna give you a, a comparison that you may not be familiar with because you weren't there last year, but it reminds me of when, after we went to ring of honor at WrestleMania in Orlando last year, we stopped by a waffle house. And in my mind, that waffle house meal was one of the greatest meals I've ever had my whole entire life. (laughs) But now there's so many factors that play into that, that I know that it really wasn't that great. It was just that great in that time frame because I was really hungry for something and it didn't matter what it was. And my expectations were set so low by the fact we were going to Waffle House. Sure. It didn't take, it didn't take much for them to put a meal in front of me that was going to exceed my expectations. And in a way I feel like that's kind of what this is. It's like the bar was set so low once it was a rivalry between Lashley and Reigns, at least for guys like you and me that, that aren't a fan of either one of those guys that you don't expect anything out of it. So really they only have to even do a minimal amount of good for you to really enjoy it or, or, or for it to exceed your expectations. In this case, I feel like it's vastly exceeded my expectations to the point where I am enjoying it. Yep. And I mean, there is some other things too, like, I don't know, uh, compared to listening to Baron Corbin on the mic and some of these other guys, oh, boy. I, I have to give I, Roman Reigns a lot of credit because he sounds pretty dope now by comparison to some of the other people that are getting way more he, mic time than he gets. Yeah, I the feeling I get with him is like I, I get why people can get behind him. Um, in that like I get why people wanna wear shirts with like, you know, angry looking dogs and shit like that on them. Uh, sure. that's, that's, uh, you know, that's not me, but there's an audience for it and I get it. And he's playing to that audience very well. Um, and at the same time, he's annoying people like me, but annoying people like me in a good way in that, like, you know, I don't want to just turn off and check out, but I, I hope that Lashley kind of kicks his ass at least a little bit. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens, but. Well, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if we're, I know we have other news to talk about yeah, yeah. before we go on. So yeah. I don't want to go on too far. So, um, let's talk about something else other than Brock's weird shoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we totally could have gone on a complete tangent and just all of a sudden we're, you know, running down the entire rock hard, uh, yeah. which I don't want to do this week, by the way, but we'll, uh, we'll get through it. Um, I do want to highlight a few things, um, one, just today, I believe it was, actually, uh, Celeste Bonin, a.k.a. Caitlin, um, from WWE, was officially announced as the Yay! first competitor in the Mae Young Classic. So that's cool. Woo! That's so cool. Yeah. She's so dope. I love her so much. Well, yeah. Yeah. So really cool to, sh- to hear that, you know, maintaining good contacts and uh, uh, staying involved in the wrestling world. Because as far as I 
knew uh i feel like she kind of dropped out of it like she was focusing on like fitness stuff yeah, she was, and clothing she was doing and building and, yeah. and there, there were also uh some other things that came up but she uh, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah yeah but i i, I am excited you can to google see that she's she's very good friends with biggie and they have a fantastic chemistry together and i hope to see them working together sometime in the future soon because that's I don't know. I I love stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't take hard. It's not hard for me to like enjoy, you know, calling back to relationships that we've seen in the past. And that definitely is one that I would enjoy to see again. Totally. I agree with that. Um, I'm just going to completely derail my own news segment here, but uh, big E man, I don't know. Like I, I I feel like he's probably been like this for a little while, but I particularly noticed it this week. Dude is freaking jacked, man. Like, jacked. like he's jacked. always been really strong, but like he's he's like becoming super well defined and like, holy crap, man! Like if he's not getting into like some sort of championship shape, like he seems like he's getting in a championship shape. Right. This, this is right. the thing that I've talked about uh, with my brother for years. Like when Triple H is going to win a championship, like you can kind of tell back in the yep. day. It's um, kind of like Rusev. Rusev got in a really good shape before all of a sudden. Next thing you know, he's in. He's the number one. That contest. push, yes, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so you can I, tell. It, it makes me hopeful um, that that something's coming around the corner for Big E. But well, we'll and see. and I mean, like you said, not to derail it too much, but to to touch on that really fast. Yeah, he was so good in that backstage segment. Just yes. as far as I mean, you know, we we've talked about it. He's we enjoy his comedy and everything, but there's been times with the new day where you just kind of feel like, all right, let's come on, guys, let's 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 get into something a little serious. Let's see a little bit different, something different out of you. It almost feels like you guys are just phoning in it every week because you can just be silly, yeah, and not even try super hard. That little speech, even though it was kind of silly, and and that segment was silly, but it was fun, silly. Yes. Uh, Biggie came across as being a stud, man. He came across as being a leader of men, and I liked it. I totally. liked it a lot. I yeah. would follow that guy in a battle. Oh, I would happily follow him with pancakes <laughs> in one hand and bootios in the other. Yeah. Um, all right. So the other things I wanted to run through, uh, mm-hmm. we have some injury news around the, the world of pro wrestling. A um, couple so of. Yeah, well, yeah, so there, there's some, like, particularly bad stuff, and then there's some, you know, a little bit lesser. I'll start with the lesser. Um, we, we saw that uh, on social media, Goldust posting on Twitter earlier. Uh, essentially, he had double knee surgery, uh, so he'll be out for a while. I mean, he's pretty much been out for a while anyways. Um, no real timetable for his return. Um, I'm guessing he did, like, more house show type work and stuff like that, but we haven't really seen much out of him storyline-wise. So, um, regardless, hope he gets well and, you know, gets to do something again um, in the near future. Um, Fandango also out with with shoulder surgery this time. Um, I don't know, people are saying timetable with him could be about six months or or so, um, pretty much through the end of the year. Um, kind of a bummer for him and Breeze, although frankly they weren't really doing anything on Raw anyways. So you know um, what I think? I think this is perfect for Breeze. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to trample over you with that, but no, it's all good. There was that moment where he handed uh, Sarah Logan and and uh uh-huh. you know what's what's her ever name or name Liv, is like Liv Morgan. Liv, thank you. Uh, the the you know the the standard fashion violation. And I just realized in that moment how he could easily go back to what he was before. You know, he could easily go back to being the fashion icon 
singular character. And at this point, I think it would it would work way better even than it did before. I really do. Well, Just because it's had a time to marinate where people will appreciate that it's back, but it's been gone long enough that it would be fresh and new, and there's lots of things that he could do with it. I think he'd break out, you know? Maybe even put him on 205 Live if, if it needs to go that far, but just something where he can have a decent run by himself to show what he can do with that character. I think 205 would be a great opportunity for him, um, and I don't mean to like relegate him to that, but I don't know, man. I'm just looking at the the mid card area of Raw, and it's kind of crowded. You know, like I, I I would fear that if he did something like that, he would get lost in the mix and end up being paired with No Way Jose, and they're just gonna stumble their way throughout oh, the rest no, of 2018. Right. No, you're right. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean. So I I hope that I don't know. I I do hope that he goes to 205 Live. That's my ultimate idea for him. Um. Yeah, so a couple things there, you know, or so surgeries are surgeries, and you know those guys I think will be fine in the long run. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, we had a pretty bad injury over on the New Japan side. Um, Hiromu uh, during a, during a match with Dragon Lee, uh, Phoenix Plex gone wrong. Um, quoting the pro wrestling sheet here, uh, but uh, the the report says that for those who missed it, he continued to wrestle after hitting the top of his head. Uh, may have collapsed in the backstage area. Everything everything around it just sounded really tough. Uh, people saying that uh, he had a broken neck. Um, official word that we've heard from New Japan um, has been a little bit vague. Not a lot of details around the severity, any timetable, anything like that. Um, but they were able to transport him back to Japan for the recovery process and whatever is going to happen. I don't know. Surgery, who knows? So, I, I, scary moment. Uh, still scary. Um, you know, the fan base being kind of in the dark. Uh, but, you know, sometimes that's probably for the best for the actual wrestler himself and figuring out, you know, what's next and how to proceed and hopefully taking care of himself. This made me just realize how transparent we are here. You know, like WWE would never yeah. be that secretive about an injury like that. Um, but it's not to say, like you said, it's not to say like making, like giving a bunch of details and stuff right away when nothing's really known yet is always the best. You know, maybe sometimes just kind of privately handling it before you give the fans an update is, you know, it isn't the worst idea, but I, it just makes me realize how culturally different we are when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's totally acceptable in Japan. I just don't know if it would be acceptable here to have that, what seemed like that dangerous of an injury come out with as few of details as we've heard since. Kind of reminds me of Shibata, too, where everything was super cloudy about yep. what was going on with him after, after, you know, he had that concussion. Yeah. So, I mean, really just an unfortunate situation, and... uh Stay tuned to uh, to the internet, I guess, for, for further updates, because really, that's what I said is just about all we really know. There's been some other stuff that hasn't necessarily been confirmed or whatnot, but yeah. we'll just go from there. Well, speaking of pro wrestling sheet, shout out to our friend Ryan Satin for the recent acquisition of pro wrestling sheet. Yeah, heck yeah. I know that, 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 that guy's been a buddy of ours for a while. He's one of our PWG friends, but man, he's worked really hard. He's had a lot of ups and downs with that website. Um, takes a lot of heat from a really weird community when it comes to the wrestling community. Um, and, and 
does a pretty good job at handling it considering that he does so much uh, news stuff. I, I think that's why he gets that heat is it, it's hard to, to be a news source in pro wrestling and not have a certain amount of uh, constant nagging, I guess I would say from, yeah. from, from the community um, always kind of picking away at things that you got right and things that you got wrong. You know, I mean, I, I know Ryan and I know the job he does and I know he tries to always be as, as 100% accurate as he humanly can. And uh, I know he's worked hard at that. And I know sometimes it, it it's just weird. It seems like uh, it, it always seems like there's never a time where you can do enough. It's it's either you're not breaking enough stories or you're breaking stuff and people are criticizing, you know, everything that you're breaking. So uh, I know how hard that is. And uh, I, I give him a lot of credit for what he's built over there. They They definitely deserve to be growing the way they are. So congrats to them. Totally. Yep. All right, uh, on to Raw and SmackDown. Uh, like I was saying before, I don't necessarily want to just run through all these cards, but we'll kind of just give a, an overview as we move on to our Extreme Rules predictions section. Um, Extreme Rules, it, I mean, like just the way that the pay-per-views are set up now, like they're all kind of long, and there's a lot of matches, and there's a lot to get through. So that's where I want to devote a lot of our effort this week. Um, that said, uh, Raw this week was... Uh, I, I guess they said they the, the lowest viewership in in the history of the show. Um, wow, <laughs> that's uh, that's what came really? out. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like it, it it sounds bad, but at the same time, it was still one of the highest rated cable shows that particular night, um, and it really wasn't off by that many points either. Um, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, sometimes people have other shit to do and it's July 4th weekend and people are traveling and I don't know, man, like WWE's not super exciting right now. That's kind of the feeling that I got from watching this week's show. Um, I mean, to me, like it wasn't, I didn't think it was bad by any means. Um, I think the, that this week's raw and SmackDown even, for the mo- well, I'd say actually, I'd say Raw more than SmackDown um, did its job as a go home show. Uh, it was pretty much a cookie cutter go home show, uh, focusing on the various matchups, generating interest in all the different ones, especially the Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley stuff, but really everything. Um, and you know, having the various competitors interact, but not in just like a boring fashion. Again, that's where I think SmackDown kind of dropped the ball. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We had we had a cookie cutter go home show. That's that's my phrase for what we saw this week. Yeah, I mean I can't I can't disagree with that because they did nothing that makes you have to watch anything. No. I think that's the biggest problem with wrestling as a whole anymore. They don't do anything like crazy where a car blows up or some shit happens, you know, like they still do, and we see it out of Braun mostly. Yeah. Right? We just saw it last week. Yep. Um, so it's it's I, I don't mean to say they don't do it anymore. I just see it seems like they don't seem to have an importance on the go home show being like that thing that really sells you on watching the pay-per-view because it doesn't anymore. It's not like a real thing. They don't need to entice you to order the pay-per-view and spend that 50, 60 bucks on it. So they don't have to try hard on shows yeah. like this anymore. Yeah. We we're just groomed to that. Because we grew up in the pay-per-view generation. And the pay-per-view generation felt like there was a a build selling us on spending our 60 bucks on that show on Sunday. And that's exactly what there was. Yeah. Now, 
Now they know they got you. It's, they know they either have you or they know you're going to get it for free and you're going to watch it for free. So why should they a, fucking try very hard? Either? Yeah, it's it's a much smaller target segment, just like from like a marketing perspective, um, looking at the show as, you know, a marketing piece. And, you know, what's the call to action to, you know, sign up for a free month of WWE Network? Well, most of us have already gone through that and we can't sign up for a free month. But, you know, it's just they're they're trying to grab attention of anybody who happens to come across it, happens to stop and watch Raw for a little bit and, and hook them. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of what they did. And, you know, sure, fine. It, it didn't resonate with most of us, but maybe it resonated with some of those people. I I don't know. It's, it, it's kind of tricky, though, like when, when you're treating a three-hour weekly show as kind of a marketing experiment. That's what this week kind of felt like to me uh, because it just did that. And, okay, cool. Job done, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, how, how little can we do and still get people to watch? I mean, <laughs> it, WWE at this point is is a dude in a 10-year relationship. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about a marriage. He's like a dude in a 10-year-long relationship that he hasn't had to do anything, including even ask the other significant other to get married. And that dude's just not even trying anymore. You know what I mean? That's like what WWE feels like. They're just, they're going through the motions, you know? Every once in a while, we go out to a movie or dinner together. But that's about it. They don't try. They, they, don't, they don't romance us anymore. They don't wine and dine us. Uh, and, and it's, it's going to take know. so much effort to, you know, go out and find find a new love that oh, yeah, we, we that. wouldn't have yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm 37 years old, Josh. <laughs> I'm not going out and finding someone new. Get out of here. I am tainted at this point. Uh, but yeah. You're I tainted that... and your taint is tainted. Whoa. Come on. That's crass. <laughs> You're better than that. I, um, you know... <laughs> I'm, I'm just missing like Adam on the show. He would yeah. say something stupid. Yeah, like that. he would have said he would he would have talked about taint so much. You said, you said so taint, taint, and taint the, the first yeah. thing I thought about was Adam Hess. So yeah, right. Um, hey, now that's a reputation. That's how you leave your mark on someone <laughs> by when someone says. When I heard taint, I thought of Adam Hess. Oh, I, I hope this gets back to him somehow. His Twitter yeah, handle is a hess forty nine. By the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I really, there's not like a ton I really want to talk about, um, on raw, but I do want to ask a question. Uh, the, the whole Sasha and Bailey thing they did last week, what the hell happened this week and where did Dr. Shelby go and what, what, what are they even doing anymore? Like, it seemed like they were maybe going down a road and now like, are they just dropping this thing? The fuck? I don't know. I'm confused. I literally don't know. I have no idea. And it took such a weird, different turn this week. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know where they were going with it last week, but I didn't. I mean, I thought it was going to be a few therapy sessions, and then I thought maybe they weren't going to be able to work out their problems, and it would lead to a match at the next pay per view after Extreme Rules. I don't know where this is going anymore. I don't care anymore. <laughs> the moment I, has passed. I want to know about the the contract dispute that's going down with Dr. Shelby. Yeah, what happened? Like, what happened there? Money? Is it an appearance <laughs> fee thing? Was there a conflict of like a, did he have other uh, uh, wrestling couples that he had to counsel? You know, that's all he does. He's over on Impact figuring out which is the real LAX. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. Like, 
I want to know where Dr. I, that's the bigger question is let's find Dr. Shelby. He's missing and I don't approve of that. Oh and man, we we need a Dr. Shelby on a milk carton. Yeah. We need, we need that we graphic. Need. Yeah. Okay, so like here's my thing is I love what they're doing with Daniel Bryan and Kane. Yeah. Uh, even things that other people might not enjoy, I find to be hilarious the way they closed out SmackDown. With the Daniel Bryan doing the pyro. Oh my god. Oh, I so, didn't see that part. Yes, Daniel Bryan tried to get Kane's pyro to go off at the end. You oh know, by man, yes! Yes! And then uh, he couldn't do it after two tries, and then Kane just started looking at him all like, come on, and then out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan got the pyro to go off, and then <laughs> Kane was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's my pyro, how did you get that to go off? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm sad that I missed that. That sounds amazing. It's great. And not only that, but Daniel Bryan also is as awkward at doing that motion as Kane is at doing the yes motion. And I don't know if it's on purpose, but I find that to be hilarious. Like, they're both very simple arm gestures, and yet neither one it, of these grown men can really figure out how to do the other it's one. It's got to be on purpose. Like, this this sounds like the kind of thing that Daniel Bryan just hanging out in the back with Kane just like coming up with ideas like this sounds like something the two of them came up with together and that's the thing about it is daniel bryant kind of had a very serious reintroduction back into wrestling when he came back and uh-huh. just they've handled him so i like this jovial fun version because he's still taking it super serious like he's taking it more serious now than he did before when they were first doing it because when they were first doing it you could tell he was always doing it with a half-assed smile on yeah. his face well, right. and, yeah, and and back then there was like questions about where it was going and where his trajectory was going and was he gonna get that main event at Mania and all that stuff. Whereas now there's like an undertone of a of a major feud with the Miz and and definite big stuff coming at some point and he's already well established. You know, like that's the feeling I get. Like that's yeah. all there, but yep. at the same time they can have fun with it. Well, and they're moving in a really nice way, right? Yeah. Like, this, this happened because the Bludgeon Brothers got in way of a championship opportunity, and now he reunited with Kane over it, and now they're going to fight, and predictably, uh, Miz is going to cost him the tag team championship, and then that's going to help just escalate and fuel this right into a super, super great Daniel Bryan-Miz feud that should last us the rest of the year. And I just salivate. Do you think that. that's going to happen that quickly, or do you think yeah. that... Yeah, I feel like that's where they're going with this. Okay. I feel like the involvement of Miz in SmackDown this week, the Miz has been involved with the Bludgeon Brothers prior to what happened. You know, like he had a weird thing when they were facing off against the New Day where he was, like, hanging out with them and stuff. Like, So it's not like their involvement is new, and I could totally see him helping them retain the championship, and that would just give... That's just a straw. It's just the straw that's going to break the camel's back and make Daniel Bryan be like, I have to fucking murder you now, and that's what I want. Can't hold back anymore because he's oh, definitely that's holding back. Yeah. Right, and I want, I, want like, I want the Bludgeon Brothers to, like, kill Kane, you know? Like, kill him. Like, murder Kane so bad that Daniel Bryan, like, maybe Miz handcuffs him to some shit, and he has to watch Kane get torn apart by the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, just something really emotional after yeah. all the you've had, yeah. just to really take the turn now from this into a left-turn hardcore feud with Miz that we've all been wanting. Yeah, so. and, and he ruins Kane so bad that he, he gives up wrestling and turns to politics, and yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god, if we get videos if we get videos of six months of Daniel Bryan in Kane's office trying to convince him to come back to wrestling. <laughs> this oh will man. Be worth every goddamn moment we've spent on it. That's yes. And, and but you, you know as as the as a mayor of a you know, it's not like a particularly big city, right? Mm-mm. So I mean like it's like city, in fact. It's Knox can... County. Oh. I don't know how that works. Yeah. It's Knox the, County. The that's the county, and not like the name of a city, because they, they have don't, don't they have parishes down there, don't they? Is that a parish area? I wouldn't know. It's Tennessee, know. right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it works over there in Tennessee. I'm the mayor of a fictitious neighborhood that's not even a real city. It's not a fictitious <laughs> neighborhood. It's a fictitious city, but it's a real neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it's it's like if Paradise Valley here in Phoenix had a sure. mayor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I blame Brian. For getting involved in all of this. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. But Daniel Bryan and, and Kane, I mean, even if that's not the direction it takes, which I would be fine if it wasn't, um, it, it's just been it's it's been very transparent, and I'm okay with the transpa- transparency because I feel like the story's moving fluidly. Like, see, even if it's predictable, as long as it's predictable in a good way, I think people like myself are completely fine with that. Yeah. It's what we want to see in a way by predicting it, by you – telling us that that's kind of what's going to happen. You know, like the involvement of the Miz this week in that segment was, it was fun, but it was perfect. You know, it's, it's keeping the undertones of, of that feud going, whether, whether that happens immediately or if it happens down the line, either way, I think it was good. Well, I just had got, I, I think I just said on last week's episode or the week before that Miz seems to have lost his fire and it seems to be back this week, you know? He had it. He had it in in talking to Daniel Bryan, and and I feel like that's the type of person that he's always going to be able to dial it up for. You know, like when we talk about John Cena stepping up to whatever competition he's in the ring with, I feel like Miz just kind of was at a lesser level because he was doing silly shit with the New Day, and it came across as kind of losing his edge a bit. So I was just looking up real quick. Uh, Ms. and Mrs. Uh, premieres on July 24th. It's coming up pretty quickly. And if they want the Miz in like a major-ish relevant storyline while that show is getting started, um, it kind of makes sense. You know, they, they like to use Total Divas and Total Bellas to kind of bring in at least a little bit of that audience into watching and catching Correct. and following a little bit of WWE. Um, and if they, if the Miz is embroiled in something with Daniel Bryan and he's got something major going on on SmackDown on a week to week basis, that timing could work. So I, I think that's just further evidence for, uh, your positioning as to how quickly this could come about. Well, and I just think even if it's not that quick, even if it's not at extreme rules, I feel like Daniel Bryan and Kane have been having too much fun. So if you really wanted to give someone that, that super heel heat it would be ruining the party before yeah. we have it before we yeah. have a chance to be sick of it. Right. Before we have a chance to be like, God, how long are they going to do this Daniel Bryan and Kane thing for, which with wrestling fans, we're being, we're so fickle that could happen at any point. Sure. Like it happens so fast. Like it literally after extreme rules, we could be like, I'm done with this already. <laughs> uh, that's exactly how it goes down. It's so sad. It, it is. It is. It's, it's true, man. I mean, I'd, I'd fucking hate to be in creative for WWE because I'd be like, you sons of bitches wanted this. Yeah. You ungrateful bastards. 
screw you, we're phoning it in from now on. And that's how we get to this week's Raw. <sighs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much done talking Raw. But um, since, <laughs> since, since, we, since we jumped on SmackDown, like, I mentioned SmackDown was kind of lazy and crappy this week. I meant it, man. Like... So we, we had the intergender lumberjack match and all that stuff with Ellsworth and Asuka, and I think it went about as well as it could have. Um, we had Andrade Cien Almas against Sin Cara, which is kind of just filler, but hey, I guess, you know, it's good to make sure that we don't forget Ido! about him. Yeah, it's good to make well, sure we don't forget about him, and it's always good to see Zelina. I like the minor feud, and I've, I've heard rumblings that WWE wants their own version of sorts of Los Ingobernables in WWE. So... I wouldn't be surprised to see Sin Cara eventually be a member of that because he kind of looks a little evil now with the new look. And I don't know. It would just work for him to be kind of like a voiceless, faceless henchman for Cien Almas. And it gives him something to do. And he yeah. can feud with Kalisto eventually. There's a lot there that they they could do with him being in that position. I think it would just work in, once this feud kind of fizzles out for him to like – go from having his ass kicked constantly by Cien Almas to eventually just licking boot, it, it would be a really good thing, you know, just storyline-wise for him to do. Sure, totally. Um, but yeah, so we had those two storylines going on, and then it was pretty much like, I don't know, it was today, or yesterday, I guess, Teddy Long's birthday or something. Um, oh, holla the, holla. The, the Miz TV segment uh, turned into a, what I... <laughs> What I like to call the tag team bonanza, just like madness happening out there. Um, just the, it's the it's the Teddy Long special. Yeah, type. five on five main event. Um, and then like we had that booked, and then like we had AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, by the way, I really dug Shinsuke walking backstage, rocking Jeff Hardy arm sleeves, and then just ripping them off. Uh, yes, such a good touch. Um, but I was watching that match, and you know, I was I was very impressed by by Rusev, and and I liked his commentary. <laughs> I wrote this one down in particular. Rusev goes, "I have big quads. Follow me on Instagram to see my quads." I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, you just said that, and hell yeah, that's why I follow Rusev on Instagram. Yes, it is. He's huh. got the best quads. Thick with two C's, baby. Thick with two C's. <laughs> oh man. Thick with two C's. I don't even know what that means. That's like a Twitter meme thing that's yeah. happening that I'm yeah. just yeah. not cool enough to know about. Yeah, you're too old for that now, I've, Josh. I've seen it out there, but I, I don't know how to do it. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. still I'm still on board with the yes with a bunch of S's. And that's oh, like probably no, five, Josh. That's probably no. five years ago no. at this point. You're in social media. Um, I'm kind of not. I'm I'm in oh. marketing, and I I like to rely on other people to be creative and fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I'm I deal with numbers and spreadsheets. I can't hear you over the flexing of my own quad right now. I'm just sitting here flexing that bad boy. I mean, I know it's oh. I know it's no I know it's you, no schlag calf. You want to get into flex off? No, Is that what's I happening? No, I don't want to get into leg flexing <laughs> with you. But I'm just excited about Rusev's position. I'm excited that he's yes. that. That you know, it's kind of like the Big E thing, right? I, I I think very similarly of both of them. They were both like brought up from NXT at the same time. They both have kind of a similar path, and they're both like wildly funny guys that I think need more of their normal personality in their character. With Big E, that happened. 
Yeah. With Rusev, it, it happens in spurts, but then it seems like somebody just wants to return him back to being kind of this generic heel character. Yeah. I mean, man, some of the stuff we've seen out of him in the past has been hilarious, you know? I still I, I, I still to this day love when he gets super amped about the crowd chanting Rusev Day. Oh, yes. The way that he so good. His, his, pops his that's, head. And that, that's... That's a shoot too, man. Like that's you know, he doesn't have to like fake that. No. Um, I gotta say though. So the reason I say this is I wrote that down in my notes, and I wrote like in all caps, done and done. Following him on Instagram. Uh, my next note says, I'm surprised this isn't turning into a tag match with Rusev and Jeff Hardy. Um, <laughs> oh jeez, like eat my words. Uh, Rusev gets involved, and Jeff Hardy runs out. Like, they got so far into it before they got to that point, but they still went with it. Uh, Jeff runs out, Paige's music hits. Hey, you got a tag team match, and she even said it the Teddy long way. Like, yeah. all right, whatever. I don't know what happened after that. It, it was what it was, and, like, the, the tag team match at the end was kind of just what it was. It was all kind of house showy, and uh, I, I was generally checked out with all that. Right. Well, and that's that's the main complaint about everything here, right? It's hard to get into any of these matches. It's hard to get into a lot of stuff. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it reminds me of when I know like a match is going to be like a 25-minute match. And even with it being super good, I know it's going to pick up later. I know exactly the, the way that it's going to go. It's why the Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre match was great. It was yeah. great. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was fantastic. But, I, I you know, I, I felt... I felt like I didn't need to watch all of it, even though I did, yep. you know, like, and that's the thing with a lot of it. I mean, you and I have gotten our fast forwarding down pat on raw and SmackDown. It's, you know, you watch the backstage Dude. segments, you watch any part where they're out talking in the ring. And then, you know, in a match, you can literally fast forward through the entire first so, portion and the first commercial break. Yes. And in some cases, even another section and commercial break. So, and watch that last section and while, the finish. And while you're good. on that, a quick shout out to YouTube TV. Um, I was, you know, I was quite annoyed when I found that, you know, they were forcing the uh, uh, the on demand version instead of like my cloud DVR version. So therefore, I'm getting like force fed commercials. Um, mm-hmm. They they did something, and I don't know if it's just because of, like the feedback I gave them because I gave it like multiple times, but they did something with their algorithm. Um, where if you like, if you're watching wrestling and maybe they do it with all shows, but I, I've for sure seen it with raw. Like if you start like skipping forward a bunch and like, like you're not even watching it, you can skip like complete commercial breaks. So I can skip a whole bunch and skip the commercial break. Or if I've like not watched a lot of commercials, then they'll get me a full one. Or if I've watched like a whole segment, but then I decide to skip a bunch, you know, they'll give me like a single 20 second commercial instead of like a full two minute break. Like, they're they're getting that shit down so kudos to them on that i dig it um, yeah usa does that on their app a little bit too okay like i was shocked because usa's app has like full full four minute commercial breaks and i'm just sitting there like Ooh, what boy. the hell is this but then like after a while like like you said after you've watched one then you come back and like the next one next time you come around it's like 20 seconds or whatever yeah, so they're, so at they're the very least out this yeah. this whole new new media delivery thing like it's you know it's going to have its growing pains but it's coming together man it's exciting and cancel cut your cut the cable all that stuff you know um i want you want to talk about extreme rules 
Sure, let's talk. Let's get extreme. So we, we've talked a little bit about it already. I, I just like that every time we say extreme rules, I, I hope Brian's listening to this. But if he's not, and you know what Brian does during this, I hope that anytime we say extreme rules that you're doing the extreme rules hand motion. Fucking in air humps, too. you got to do air humps at the same time while you're doing the extreme rules hand motion. Yeah. I'm a little sad that I'll be out of town for the show this weekend, and I won't be able to get together with Brian and see him rock his Jeff Hardy basketball jersey. I'll tell you what. I'll get together with him in my Macho Man basketball jersey, and I will live, uh, like, Facebook video you him doing it just so you don't miss out on it. Good Lord, man. (laughs) <laughs> yep, it's going to happen. All right. Um, so I'm going to take us to the card. Uh, we'll start with the non-title matches first, uh, even though some of them are even though some of them are arguably going to be towards the top of the card, but uh, that's the way I like to organize them. Uh, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin. Seems like a pretty worthless match to me. Don't care. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll pick Finn Balor because whatever. Sure. Sure. Baron Same. Corbin sang a horrible version of a, a nursery rhyme. Ugh, bad. Like, okay, I anybody <laughs> anybody listening to this knows I am far from perfect. And I still can't wrap my mind around how bad Baron Corbin is on the regular. He uh, well, I, I thought he's been generally okay, you know, before well, this yeah, week. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I just think that there's been a lot of mistakes, and I've forgiven yeah. him for mistakes yeah. before, okay. but it's compiled now. You know, That's like two weeks ago, I, I was singing his praise. So, yeah, you're right. It's not like it's it's a recent thing, but it's like, how many flubs can you have on the mic before I'm going to go, dude, okay. You know, uh, it got to the point this week, I started hypothesizing a crazy thing where I'm like, maybe he's fucking up on purpose to make us dislike him on purpose because he knows the audience will dislike someone that messes up on the mic no i'm i'm overthinking this i'm way overthinking this oh yeah definitely are definitely are uh all right i'm gonna move on uh so they booked a match um one of by the way one of one two three extreme rules matches um we have an actual Extreme Rules match. We have a Steel Cage match and a Tables match. Um, there's a 30-minute 30 30 Iron Man match stipulation, but everything else is not really, you know, there's not really anything extreme about it, uh, which is one potential criticism of this card. Um, but yeah, so The New Day and Sanity are in a Tables match, which, I don't know, man, like... If the Dudleys are in it, I kind of get like the the appeal of a tables match, but outside of that, um, I don't know. It's kind of a lame stipulation. That's my thought. Yeah, but, but the yeah. crowd always likes chanting for tables, so it'll it'll give them something to yell about for a while. And frankly, I guess like I'm I'm kind of early shitting on this, but like the New Day Insanity, they're probably gonna make this pretty fun. Yes, I agree. Sanity especially, but. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm with you. I'm not super excited about uh, a tables match at all either. Yeah. Uh, that said, Sanity has probably got to win this, right? Yeah. Yep. It's they early on. They're they're building some steam. Uh, it, it just wouldn't make sense for them to drop this one. I agree. All right. Uh, moving on from the tables match to the steel cage match, which. You could argue whether that's actually an extreme rules match, but I guess. 
Uh, Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens. Um, my prediction is that Braun Strowman defeats the cage. Uh, that cage is not going to survive. Nope. Something's going to happen. He's going to eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I don't think he's going to outright beat Kevin Owens, but something's going to happen, and is going to try to escape and run, and something's going to happen. I don't know. I'm going to say Kevin Owens wins this match. Yeah? The odds are stacked up too greatly against him for him not to win it. Maybe, maybe win in as much as at least escaping the cage somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mean, like, beat Braun. I mean win the match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like uh, Braun, this... like handcuffs. Uh, this is the third, second, third match I've talked about handcuffing. I'm really into handcuffing <laughs> this week. Uh, but, yeah, Boy. no, I think I think something like that where Braun is incapacitated in a way where, where he cheated to do it. And then he can climb out of the cage or, or go out the door. I just I, I can't imagine after the way that they have humiliated KO throughout this feud that he doesn't come out on top. It, it's it, it's the, the it's literally just the rule of the last one to to really look foolish has to win here. I don't know. I could be thinking again too too much about that, but I just feel like uh, you know. Kevin Owens is too valuable for them to have him be humiliated and then also decimated in the match and lose it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. All right. You, you've got me uh, at least a little bit more interested. I mean, I, I think I was going to be interested in it anyways, uh, just because there's some, something's going to happen. And if, if Kevin Owens would have put Braun in the fucking, in the porta potty and pushed him off, it would have been different. You know what I mean? Like, there's been no back and forth here. It's pretty much just True. been him running from him the whole time. So that's why, why I say that. I like it. That's that's some solid logic there. I follow. Uh, that brings us to the final of the non-title matches, the big one that we were talking about earlier. Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, um, sort of the de facto number one contender match, even though it's not a number one contender match and they're not really talking about Brock Lesnar or the Universal Championship. Uh, but Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I, I I like the way that this has come together, man. I I, I do too. I, I I can't I can't praise WWE enough for um, making me actually care at least a little bit about this match. It's probably gonna if it's not second to last match, it'll be like third. It'll be within that last hour. This is this is up there as one of the. The big takeaways from this show, I think, uh, particularly for the Raw brand. Probably the biggest match on the card for the Raw brand. Um, it's it's down between this and the Intercontinental Championship, but I think this is going to be the thing they end up leading with on the following Monday Night Show. Whatever happens yep. here. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's and, I mean, that's I, said. I, I don't know. Like like we said, Bobby Lashley came off a really bad, weird feud with Sammy. So I'm just yeah. I'm very. I'm very encouraged by the way that they were able to turn it around so fast and have me in his corner after that dog shit of a feud that I really wanted to care about. Like I wanted so bad to care about Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn and I just couldn't dial it up. They, They just couldn't get me invested. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is I was, I was in that position too, but it was mostly because I was excited. I wanted something good to happen for Sami Zayn. Um, and I, could not really care much less that Bobby Lashley was involved in that. Uh, but it's kind of 
come around and now I'm actually I don't know I, I said this before on Twitter like I'm cautiously optimistic that Bobby Lashley could be relevant um, yet this year and going forward with a WWE career and you know it, it, I guess it kind of depends on what we see out of him um, you know I would not have said this a month ago a month ago I was like this guy's a joke I don't care um, but his interactions with Roman the shit talking like it I feel like it's all actually been pretty damn good yeah it's been real too like yeah. they, they they went they went real hard at each other and yeah. that's exactly the way it needed to be yep uh that said uh voting with my heart <laughs> i want bobby last year to win this i don't i don't yeah. know i don't know how realistic it is but i mean what a not. rub it would be yeah it would, it'd be huge i think bobby lashley needs to win this honestly yeah if he doesn't then I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's if he doesn't win this. Like I feel like he's kind of a throwaway, and they're just you know sacrificing the uh, little bit of a name that he made for himself. You know, in the remnants of TNA and Impact Wrestling for the last couple of years. Yeah, no, you're right. So hopefully they're not just sacrificing that. Hopefully there's something more to it. Um, well, that brings us to the championship matches. Um, I kind of have it in a sort of random order. But the Raw Tag Team Championship, ah, I don't know, man. I, I'm i not as excited about this as I was like in week one of the B-Team. I feel like the development of the B-Team has been okay, I guess. it's it. This is, again, this is one of those things that to me just kind of feels cookie cutter. Um, you know, they have singles matches and the, t- the underdogs are getting one over on the champions. And then when it all comes together, they're going to end up losing. So whatever. Yeah. I, I honestly think that I need Bray and, uh, Bray and Matt to like destroy them. Yeah, they really like should. I need them to destroy them and then move on. Destroy yeah. them and then and then eat them, but yeah. like but like but like consume them in a way that's like now maybe they're part of their crew. I don't know. Yeah, or or <laughs> consume them like those bat people from Beastmaster. Like remember when those bat people would wrap the people up in their wings and they'd be all <clears throat> and they'd like suck up and then like they'd drop into like a pile of like gross bones and like you know like goo out the bottom. You remember that Beastmaster? This is where the the few year difference between us like becomes uh, apparent because God like I I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know Beastmaster? Get out of here! I don't know Beastmaster. Damn it! I'm not even gonna do this podcast with you anymore if you don't know Beastmaster. You don't know about having little ferrets as friends and a little basket. You know what? Forget it. Forget it. You don't get me, and let's just move on. <laughs> Ray and Matt win, and that's that. Yeah, I, th- I think we both have the same prediction. Um, Raw Women's Championship. Hey, an Extreme Rules match. Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Um, this is an Extreme Rules match. There's no disqualification. Ronda Rousey's going to be in the front row. All that jazz. Um, I don't think Nia Jax is going to win this back. I, I don't... I don't think Ronda's going to be directly involved in the finish of the match. Um, she'll probably play some role in the middle, but when it comes down to it, like Alexa's going to use weapons and possibly other random distractions to get the win. 
I think, I think it's going to break down into chaos because Ronda's going to jump out and attack Alexa, and it's going to turn into that kind of thing. Um, and overall, yeah, I think Alexa retains by chaos. Yeah. And, and if, it, if it goes that route, then it's probably a matter of Ronda, you know, taking out both of them in some way and determining that, hey, Alexa should probably be the one on top and just drapes her over Nia, and that's it. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe Either way, like, I'm, I'm coming um, for you. I, I gotta say, I'm intrigued that this is the only Extreme Rules match on the card, and like something like Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley isn't. Um, yeah, I, that actually kind of make any sense. It's not intriguing, Josh. It doesn't well, make it doesn't make sense. any sense. But I'm I'm intrigued in that. What are they gonna do with this? Um, I am not cautiously optimistic. Uh, to go back to my catchphrase, I'm I'm kind of pessimistic. Uh, it's a it's a weird intrigue. It's like, you know, prove me wrong, do something cool, cause I don't know about this, you know. So, um, I want to see blood. I want to see Alex Bliss's <laughs> tiny tiny doll face oh, no. covered in blood, oh, and no. it will sell her over as being like super hardcore and awesome. And that's a lot what of thumbtacks, lots of thumbtacks, all the thumbtacks, oh, all man. of them, all of them. Of course, and a and a staple gun with a dollar bill. Sure. I saw David Starr bring out a dildo with a bunch of like nails in it. Like I'm not expecting us to go that far, but I appreciate the creativity. Yeah. Even though he's a gross little monkey man. He's really gross. So gross. Uh, over on the the SmackDown side of the the women's division, uh, Carmella doing her thing these days. Uh, lording her championship over the entire women's roster of SmackDown, uh, defending against Asuka. James Ellsworth is suspended in, you know, in a shark cage above the ring. Um, but we, we've seen this story before. James Ellsworth is, you know, the skinny little weird guy who can totally fit through the bars. Of and, course. Yeah. Of course. It's going to be the Enzo thing all over again. Yeah. Speaking of which, shout out to fucking Enzo for still being a fucking idiot. God, dude, yeah, that merch that he put out. I didn't even want to retweet that because, like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, no, I know. I know, but it's important that people know that that's out there and that exists. It's important to know that a piece of shit is out there after being fucking somehow getting through rape charges that, yeah, sure, maybe maybe they were allegedly incorrect. Maybe you didn't rape that girl. So you're going to brag about it by having some Dude. consensual fucking shorts? Yeah, Get the man. Get out of here. I am, like, I didn't have any respect left for that guy, but it's kind of like a soda can where there's some sticky fucking parts down at the corners, and so there's, you can't say it's officially empty because there's still something. That shit's bone dry now. Fuck you. I never want to support any show that you go on, and I will officially be one of those people that's like, if you showed up at PWG, I would be done with PWG. That's the position I'm taking on Enzo when this son of a bitch wants to fucking not only make a rap song talking about his consensual penis, but he wants to fucking sell $35 champion, champion, Josh, champion, $35 for some champion fucking athletic shorts, Josh, with consensual across the fucking front of them. Oh, I don't even know how we started talking about this. I don't but know, man. But... Hey, um, uh, as a uh, as a distraction to to that whole tangent, uh, the Diamondbacks lost nineteen to two today, 
Why? And, and their their social media presence is ridiculous right now. They just posted on Instagram. They always post the final score of games, and on Instagram it just says. Uh, Arizona scored two, and Colorado Rockies scored greater than two. It's just the greater than sign two. <laughs> they they didn't even put the actual final score. They're just oh. like, yeah, they scored more than us. That's all you need to know. I love you, Kyle. <laughs> good job, Kyle. I know we give you a lot of shit, Kyle, but you do a good job, Kyle. Uh, that said, uh, listen to the Ain't No Fang podcast. Uh, yeah. You, if, if you haven't had enough of Derek's voice already. It's, it's very short, I assure you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not this. And they mock me on that one, so you'll enjoy it if you don't like me. You'll really that is, enjoy that. That is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm here for their entertainment on the other one. They're there to babysit me. Yeah. So, you know, Asuka's winning streak is long over. Um, she can definitely lose in shady ways. And I don't think now is quite her time. So I, I think Carmella wins this with Ellsworth-ness going on. Yep, I agree. Especially once you hear the Shark Tank thing, it's like, yeah, now I know 100% that there's going to be shenanigans. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke. United States I Championship think on is, the line. I think this is the one championship that's going to change hands. I Gosh, think Shinsuke wins. That would be cool. Well, I think I think Shinsuke, you know, he, he proved it in the AJ feud. I think his heel run has been fascinating. He yeah. got bit by a dog. You know, <laughs> like they have to make it up to him. Yeah, so a little, little bit title. of karma retribution. Yeah. Um, ah, and especially him, him being the United States championship yes. really yes. feeds into his healness. Yep, exactly. The whole no speak English thing and yeah. all of that. You know, it's 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 perfect for him. And I, I think that it just gives him a chance to be a champion and really, um, I think, you know, because we always talk about how either the belt builds the guy or the guy builds the belt. And yeah. I think it's one of the rare cases where both can build each other. Like he needs that prestige. He needs a championship to kind of go along with all of the hype about him that yeah. people like you and I have, have given him for people that don't know him other than his WWE run. And then the belt you can easily use a Shinsuke run. And I think it would totally. make the belt more relevant. Yeah. To, and, to- and, and Jeff Hardy, like, I'll give him props. I, I like what he's been doing. He's been doing a good job and a good job as champion. Uh, but, yeah, he, he could not accomplish what Shinsuke would be able to, I think. And and that's so much more interesting. I like it. We're just going to, like, agree with each other on all these predictions yeah, and just for sure. roll through it. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is why we need Adam to argue with us to be yeah. a um, the the mid card title, or really, I guess the highest prestige title on Raw, because you know we're not allowed to even talk about the Universal Championship these days. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship match um, is a thirty minute Iron Man match. Uh, you know, I would generally complain that Iron Man matches should be sixty minutes. Um, it, you know, we've only had a couple of them that were actually that. But, uh, yeah, this is a four-hour pay-per-view already. This doesn't need to be a 60-minute Iron Man match. These guys, especially, can do a lot in 30 minutes. So I'm pretty excited about Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Um, I don't I, ever want to see a 60-minute Iron Man match ever again. <laughs> I I could, depending on the circumstances. Um, you know, like, the, the, the whole thing that Seth Rollins did... Um, with the gauntlet match here in Phoenix on Raw, like 
That's valid. Yeah, that because we were there cool. live, and there wasn't a moment of that that I got sick of. Yeah. I didn't want that match to end. And so, it worked yeah, on TV, right. too. Like, it worked for everybody. Right. Like, So, I mean, like, a, a long match that mostly involves, you know, the same people, or even if it is just one-on-one, um, you know, there's there are certain guys who could tell that story. Uh, I don't think I would want to see 60 minutes of Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, but um, 30 minutes could be just about right. And Yep. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it, especially I like the fact that Drew won the match and is going to be ringside. I think that there's going to be a lot to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do think Dolph Ziggler ultimately ultimately retains. Um, the, having Drew there at ringside allows for a little bit of shadiness just to you know, get that edge right at the end uh, to help Dolph take it. I, I think that's probably going to be the deciding factor. More importantly, I hope that this is the end of Seth Rollins in this mid card slash upper card division. You know, that's what that's kind of why I want Dolph to win this more is I, I'm ready for Seth to kind of move up and on. And yes, that's, he, that's, he should that's be he should be running with the Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley's of Raw as it is right now. Right. Right. And then I also like the fact that Dolph Ziggler said in an interview that it's going to be a fun day when Drew turns and punches him in the mouth, which he's looking forward to. <sighs> and, uh, you know, I, I agree with him on that. I think it's Dude. going to be a great day when, once that happens. But yeah. I also kind of hope that Drew maintains his healness because he's been really, really good in this capacity. Yeah. Um, I will say, I know we kind of skipped over it because we didn't talk about Raw a lot, but uh, Seth... Seth and Creative disappointed me with the whole fucking sheep comments. I I've, I felt like I, I was just sitting oh, there listening to yeah. it. And I Calling was Drew that, a sheep fucker. Yeah. Pretty much literally. Thinking, it, it just reminded me of like some shit once again from like 1992. I was like, wow, we're pulling that one out of the... Yeah, as... As he was saying it, like I was like, well, he's not going to make like a gay joke because, yeah, they would have done that in the 90s, but they're not going to do that now. Where are they going? Oh, oh, bestiality. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you, man. It was pretty lame. Yeah. Not lame so, in like a, 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 in like a, I'm, I'm angry about it and you no, know, it was, we, we it have was, to protest, but well, yeah, lame as lame in, comedic. come on. It's lame as in, that's a beat up joke that's yeah. from the fucking archives and we don't need to pull those out anymore. And it's, and it's not that funny these days. Oh, no. no. Because how do you know if having sex with a sheep isn't fun? You don't know that. Yeah. To um, each their own, right? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Dolph wins. Yeah. I've, I've, this continues our streak of agreeing. Dolph wins, yes. Dolph wins. Uh, WWE Championship, AJ Styles and Rusev. Rusev wins! AJ uh, wins. I know, I know. I know. You want to say it because yeah. of the quads, right? Yeah, you know? dude. A- AJ doesn't want none of those quads. I want Lana to have the championship belt. Oh, man. Imagine like Rusev and like Lana like carrying it for him. Yeah. Oh, man. It's all I ever think about. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, just Lana just wearing the title belt. AJ Styles is going to be champion forever. That's all I hear. Yeah. I don't hate it, but no, it's, uh, it's got yeah. good hair. Yeah. Bad uh, skin. A bad skin. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the 
possible main event i don't know they're they're on the poster for extreme <laughs> rules um really bad poster by the way uh everything Terrible. with with daniel bryan and kane isn't bad we talked about the shirts last week and i think they put out some even worse shirts since then um and then yes yeah the angry california raisin with two arms yeah that came out after that jesus um and then uh yeah like it's like they were like what's that the steel cage you don't like our shirts hold my beer yeah and there's like a there's like a weird like photoshop version of daniel bryan doing the yes with kane behind him on an extreme rules poster like that's the official poster ah it's so bad i don't Everything they're doing with with these two from a design perspective is super lazy, half-assed, really crappy. Um, I don't know, man. Like they, a lot of times they do some really cool design stuff, but like this has all just been bad. It's gone from the t-shirts to the poster to I don't know anything involving these guys. Let's say over the last four months, it's been questionable to bad. I remember going back and rewatching parts of WrestleMania and seeing that they added in those 3d graphic stuff and being like, Oh no, baby, what are you doing? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? There's the words thing that they did there for a period of time on raw and SmackDown with the quoted words. And then there's these Rest shirts, and it's just to like that. By the way, we kind of yeah, just, no shit. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, there's a quietly. lot of questionable design stuff when wrestling is so should be so cool and flashy, and like there's there's some cool stuff they done they've done. Like I like the re the the rebranding of the raw imagery when they came back out with it, and they had kind of the lettering the the lettering they currently have, and some of the way that they put stuff. It was dynamic and it was very comic book like, and I liked it. You know visually it looked nice but then they've done a lot of stuff lately that it's not even a matter of nice or not it just seems amateur it seems like they're better than that the shirts it seems like there's better designs than they can put out like i wouldn't even mind that whole yes daniel bryan kane's mask thing with daniel bryan's arms if it was like a kid's shirt but you mean to tell me that you expect grown-ass adults to wear that shirt Mm -hmm. you mean to tell me you want us to wear that thick-ass cotton-ass shirt with all of that ink all over the front and back of it, and you want me to wear it like with my friends and in public and shit, get the fuck out of here. That's not happening. I'm not wearing that shirt or any of the shirts. I mean, it, it legitimately breaks my heart that they had such cool shirts. Sometimes it even breaks my heart to go through their clearance section and see what they're clearancing off to like make room for. Dude, it's like, yeah. no, that's a great shirt. Why are you getting rid of that gold dust shirt? That's a good shirt. I just didn't buy it because it's on a very heavy cotton right. material. And, right. You know, we live in I mean, Arizona, so. Well, even that even that <laughs> shirt that I was telling you about that I love so much that I wear now every time I watch Raw, my Bailey ain't you ain't shit shirt, right? I, I laughed at the fact that even a shirt from Teespring, and it's one of those, like, designs that's only up for, like, a week, so it's totally fly-by-night, and they could have totally half-assed it. Not only was it printed on there beautifully, but the shirt itself was kind of like a lightweight cotton shirt, much lighter than what you get from WWE. And man, I know Josh and I go on for days about the thickness of the t-shirts, but I have thrown shirts away that I've maybe worn twice now because I am so spoiled by our shirts, which are the king of soft style. I won't even wear some of this garbage. I'm not even going to try to wear it anymore. I just made a gigantic pile of t-shirts in my room to to bring to goodwill and it's mostly a lot of it is because they're heavy and like i've like i don't wear these anymore because they're really heavy t-shirts like i remember got excited for 
Shinsuke Nakamura to have a WWE shirt, and I bought that first one that came out that weekend in Dallas, and like I think I wore that once, and it was just the heavy material as as well as a lot of heavy ink on it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, and the thing that just blows my mind is like they work with companies that do good stuff and like the Sportique stuff and some of the oh, other brands Sportique that they stuff work is great. with. Like, yeah. they there is good stuff, but it, it just blows my mind like that the mainstream t-shirts that they sell can just be so bad so so bad like even the sportique stuff i feel like they get direction from wwe that oh, might they have get ruined it they get 100 percent direction yes. you know because i feel like the sportique design the way that they do stuff is generally a very old school way of doing things and a very subtle method and like i know one of their jackets it was all cool it was a shinsuke jacket and then it had like super big down the arm, the artist known as. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that jacket was perfect until you ruined it with I, that. I know the designer at Sportique, and I could just imagine him sitting there and getting the email that tells him that that's what he should do. And yeah. I could just see him just like, like gritting his teeth and being like, smashing oh, his computer against the wall and questioning every decision to get involved with that godforsaken company. Right? I you don't know? think he's going that far because I'm sure. <laughs> the paycheck's nice but oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well and sportique i mean they do they continue to make good stuff as a matter of fact when i was going through some of the wrestlemania clearance stuff the sportique stuff seemed to be all the stuff that was catching my eye yeah you know because it may, just had that classy look of a shirt that you know you're going to wear more than once may, may it be known sportique is not and never has been an official sponsor of ours um, but we, you know, I, they're still on our website and I'm probably not going to take it down, even though it's like old, it's linked to a bunch of old stuff, but, um, you know, just having their logo and stuff on there, I'm going to leave it there cause I like them and they continue to make good stuff and they're, yeah, they're friends of the, of the podcast. Yeah. What they are is they are local and just like anybody, I think a lot of people like to promote local I, stuff if it's quality stuff that you yourself believe in yeah man, I, I drive by their office every day so right like we went to their office and saw some of the other clothing designs that they do for like sports and such and like literally i could have taken the entire rack of t-shirts home yeah. every one of them you know what i mean and that's the difference that's what i'm talking about like they get clothing for people in our age range and i don't know if it's I don't know if we're just getting old or what, but whatever, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just very disappointed with the the lack of creativity when it comes to that kind of stuff. Really, what I'm, I, I guess it's not even the lack of creativity. I guess you got to be on some fucking pretty good drugs to think that putting arms on Kane's mask is a good idea. <laughs> Plenty of creativity. It's just bad ideas. Yeah. And not thinking it through in the aspect of like, would someone want to wear this shirt? Like, make shirts for you that you would want to wear and i guarantee you're going to come up with better designs than the stuff that they're pumping out totally uh, or like i said before just hire james vanderbeek <laughs> yes totally or we we could give him a whole list of people that they could hire they, or, or you know that concept that we had of like hey just like put an idea yeah, out to the pool idea. and they'll you know let them compete with each other whatever um, yeah, so final prediction for the Extreme Rules show, Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Friendship. Um, I think I kind of heard your prediction earlier with the Miz stuff. Yes, I think Miz causes Daniel and Kane to lose. All right, I'm going to disagree with you. So we, we, we agreed on yes. everything, this whole freaking card. Yes. Team Friendship is winning 
the GD SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yes, 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 believe it. It's happening. They're going to have a run. It's going to be fun. It's not going to last very long because, yeah, Miz will probably get involved at some point. But I don't think he's going to cost it this weekend. I think they're going to win it, and it's going to be cool. I'm okay with that 100%. And that's the beautiful thing about that is that particular feud is entertaining enough that I haven't like I haven't wanted to hear what people have to say in a long time in wrestling. You know, it's not to say that I haven't wanted to see segments or see how a storyline plays out or whatever, but like with Kane and Daniel Bryan when they come out with microphones in hand, I get excited to hear what their banter is going to be. I get excited to see this Abbott and Costello routine that they're going to put together. So like for me, it's it's just and there's not a lot of things in wrestling like that that I can say that about. They they literally are the one thing that when they come on, I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'm excited. You know, I'm 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 excited to watch their stuff, and it's funny every single time to me. It just appeals to me, the the wackiness, the kind of tongue in cheek nature of it all. I don't care who wins this. That's what's so good about this. I I, I would totally be fine with it going the direction that you just said, as long as it extends the entertainment value of of what we have going on. I don't like my idea because it, it ends it ends this silliness and the joy that we're kind of going through right now. Yeah. I just feel I feel like that needs to happen sooner than later in order for the change to have a significant impact on how you feel about it. You know, <laughs> like it's got to happen soon enough that you're mad that they took away Kane and Daniel Bryan from you. You know, so you still have to be in the middle of that. I'm loving this kind of feeling about it. But either way. Either way, I'm happy with the outcome of this match, to be honest. Cool. As long as it's something interesting. Like, as long as it's not just the Bludgeon Brothers winning just kind of a half-assed match, you know? That, I think that would be the worst-case scenario. Yes, and I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's any chance that's happening. It's it's going to be worth our time. It's going to be worthwhile. All Damn right. it, it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> All right, well, you want to do winners of the week? Winners of the week, yes. Uh, please no. go ahead. No, go ahead. Ah, uh, just because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I actually feel like I give a little bit of a damn. Um, Bobby Lashley. I gotta, I gotta give my winner of the week nod to Bob, and not that he he did anything in particular this week. It's more so the culmination of the last month, and it's not like a level material, but it's enough that to make me give a little bit of a shit. And that kind of surprises me, to be honest. So I'll I'll give him winner of the week. Maybe there's somebody a little more deserving, but uh, you know he's definitely a person that I've never given it to before, and there's a good <laughs> chance that'll never happen again. So I was gonna say, never thought you would either. <laughs> yeah. Congrats to Robert Franklin Waterfall Reservoir Lake River Lashley. <laughs> I still don't understand that joke. <laughs> the joke the joke is is that somebody changed his Wikipedia page to that. That is the entire joke. Why? I do not know. I do not get. I do not know what. I didn't know. I don't know if a Lashley has something to do with water in some way. I do not know why it's a it's a waterfall reservoir lake river Lashley. I don't know why that order is particularly important. But I just know in my head I have memorized that his full name is Robert Franklin Waterfall Reservoir Lake River Lashley. Okay. My winner of the week this week is Daniel Bryan. And it's because of the entertainment value that he offers to me in wrestling. Like, 
everything about him is enjoyable to me. I enjoyed, I think it was Ryan who we brought up earlier. He pointed out something that I also thought of during this match, which was the Eric Young, Daniel Bryan connection when they were wrestling each other and Mm -hmm. how at one point Eric Young was like a copycat version of Daniel Bryan in TNA when he won their championship. They literally tried to get the crowd behind him in the exact same way, the exact same feels with the beard, with the innocent kind of underdog character, like everything. And, you know, it just it, that part of it was was exciting to me. Uh, Daniel Bryan wrestling anybody gets me excited, especially if it's someone that I haven't seen him face off against before. Uh, but more importantly, the fact that he was able to actually get Kane's pyro to go off. That's the main reason I am giving him winner of the week. <laughs> Nobody like controls demons portals. You don't do that. Is it a portal? I forget. Is it a portal? Is it a, what did he call it? I don't know. Anyway, congrats to him on having the powers of the dark side now and uh, Satan and demons and all of that. Good jazz. Uh, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 339 of the Steel Cage podcast. You can get us all on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. But as always, all roads lead to at the steel cage. If you live in the Austin, Texas area, please send me an email to Derek at the steel Oh boy. Do not let Josh know anything about this. Do not contact podcast at the steel That's where you send emails with questions for the show. But if you live in Austin, email me. We're going to talk about all the things that we're going to have happen to Josh. Uh, also, buy one of our T-shirts. They will help pay for this trip to Austin for Josh's <laughs> bachelor party. You can get them at thesteelcageshop.com, and, and, and those T-shirts are the king of soft style. Yeah, that, that might uh, pay to help make sure that my brother goes to the bachelor party. Yes. Danny Schlag, professional surfer and professional designer, uh, has gotten a new job in the luscious island of Hawaii, and we need to get him to Josh's bachelor party. So... Uh, buy one of our shirts contact josh if you are interested possibly in one of our amazing team friendship shirts uh we can't talk I can, to those, yeah i can i can get you a link yeah we'll get you a link we'll we're, you we're a... not gonna publish it anywhere but i can get you a yeah. link yeah we'll get well we we know a guy we know a guy. <laughs> uh also on the dates podcast this week tim and i ate a delicious regional snack as part of our 50 part series united cakes of america uh tim brought us back a delicious cake from the st louis area and i know that josh's fiance laura is going to be a fan of that particular podcast i'm gonna be a fan i'm a, I'm a fan of gooey butter cakes yeah gooey butter cakes are the best i love them i've never had one before in my life and i can't live without them now spoiler uh, alert jeez oh god yeah sorry Listen to the show, kids. Uh, unfunny nerd tangent. I'm sure they're doing something. I know Greg has his 40 for 40 series, and this week it was, was it the Transformers movie? Uh, yeah, it just came out today, so it's there if you go to unfunnynerdtangent.com. Number 32 is Transformers the movie. Uh, not the one with Shia LaBeouf, but the animated film from the 80s. Yes, and they also have uh, the Incredibles 2 Unfunny Nerd Tangent podcast that they did. Dude, I forgot how good The Incredibles is, like, just in general. Like, it's not, like, it's a Pixar movie, but it's, like, it's kind of a little more grown up than most Pixar movies. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's good on a superhero movie level, and yeah. that's, it's just different, and they, they do a good job of telling it. 
And there's a solid Poltergeist reference in the sequel. I loved and it. And Jack Jack is amazing. Yes. Jack Jack. Any scene with Jack Jack is amazing. <laughs> ah, watch it. Enjoy it. And then after you're done watching it, listen to the unfunny nerd tangent on it. That's the best way to watch movies. It really watch is. Watch the movie. You listen to the unfunny I, nerd tangent. I I join unfunny nerd tangent from time to time, but. Like, I kind of prefer not being on the podcast because I like listening to it after I watch the movies. Not going to lie. Are, they are good, and they are enjoyable. I like those guys a lot. One more than all the rest, and I'm guessing you guys can guess which one I'm talking about. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 339. On behalf of Josh Schlag and myself, we appreciate you listening. And remember, kids, Rusev has great quads. Follow him on Instagram at RusevIG. Yeah, you push me to the limit But you never get it right You're always taking what you're giving It's gonna take all night Now the cops are in the alley They just don't understand We want a riot, not a rally Come on and take my hand to the I just want to take this moment to congratulate Tim Agni in uh, getting the swarm mayorship back of the neighborhood Filibertos. <laughs> that, that has to be my favorite rivalry in the history of the swarm app. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe how many times he's been the king of that Filibertos. And I can't believe it was his first goal when he came back into town from St. Louis was to take it away from you. <laughs> I've been to that Filibertos. So that Filibertos has been open for like, I don't know, seven years, something like that. Um, I've been there over, I've been there just over a hundred times. He's been there just over 200 times. Oh, I saw. And he said, and he says that like his wife picks up food for him from there in addition to that. So Lord knows how many times he's actually paid for food there. (laughs) Holy crap, man. Like thousands of times. Yeah, I'm like a hundred a hundred times I don't know, I'd average say seven, eight dollars per visit. Sure. So like I've yeah. I've spent, you know, probably about eight hundred dollars at that Filibertos and he's he's spelt he's spent like two thousand plus. Oh my god. I can't even <laughs> imagine. I can't even break down thinking about how much money I've spent at Filibertos. <laughs> Jesus.